my reality had to break. Like there had to be a shift in the frame of reality that I was viewing in order for there to be any change. In order for there to be any transformation in my life, it had to be broken of understanding that the current reality I was looking at wasn't true at all. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can access that claritychallenge.net. One of the things we try to do here at Raw Motivations is help educate you about narcissistic abuse, but then also empower you to break free, to be able to move through the trauma bond, to be able to move through the rumination, to get to a place where you know who you are, you know the direction you're going, and you're able to step up and live in power and certainty of who you actually are called to be. This is what we do inside the Clarity Challenge, backed up with the Warrior app, with the stacking, with the core four tools that we have to help you build healthy habits, rewire the story you're telling yourself, and continue to move forward in your growth, in your healing, in your change, and in your development. So when we talk about this aspect of becoming aware, one of the popular questions is like, how did you become aware? What happened? What are, like all these different things. And it's a hard balance because probably 50% of the time people are like, I need to know how you became aware so that I can put my husband or my spouse in the same situation so that they become aware so that they change like you. At the end of the day, I need you to understand something first and foremost. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist or not with a narcissist, if you're in a relationship with a human being and that human being is not honest and is not willing to acknowledge that they're not honest and is not willing to be vulnerable about that honesty and is not willing to show consistent change, you need to leave. That's it. Let's just make it really simple to start off with so we can just cut to the chase so you understand if you're watching this for this reason, you can be done watching this and you can move on to another video because my goal is not to give you this false hope that you can get your narcissist to change because no one made me change. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My wife didn't make me change. My kid didn't make me change. Like, my, like nothing made me change. Okay, because it has to come from in here and it has to come from in here. For me, part of it was seeing I'm stuck in a cycle of going from person to person to person to person. And this cycle was leaving me unfulfilled and I knew it was never going to get any better. Did I know that right away? No, not at all, which is why we kept doing it. But getting to the place of understanding that, hey, unless I change the cycle that's actually happening in my life, this is what my life will look like for the rest of my life. This is what my life will look like if I continue doing the same abusive actions. So how do we get here? Where are we at? For me, growing up was always interacting with others, so always going back and forth, develop this habit and this pattern of always being with other girls at the same time. Of like, let me be with this person. No, I'm not with this person. Let me be with the next person. Like there, there's never a gap in between. Like even when my parents would say like, hey, you should probably take some time off from dating, from interacting with other people. Never would listen. I knew better, right? Like never would listen to them. Instead, just go to the next person, go to the next person. So I got into college, same thing. Next person, next person. They're crisscrossing over. They're getting mad at each other, all these kind of stuff, okay? Then I got married. I'm like, oh, it's going to get fixed when I get married, right? I mean, that's what they say. Like you get married, everything works out. Boom. 
you know, that's why I saw in different marriages. That's why I saw presented to me in the Christian realm of like marriages mean you're happy, mean everything's good, and you keep moving on. And wasn't that case? Like the first year was hell for both of us. We both we both would say that of like understanding like hey adjusting to like living with someone all this kind of stuff just wasn't wasn't our wasn't our cup of tea to start off with right like realized how selfish everybody was for me the selfishness then came out of like okay well this cycle just keeps going then I have to find somebody else I'm not getting the right validation I'm not getting the right attention from this person so I got to find someone else so then get with someone else and then start into the affair process over and over and over again realizing that this wasn't going to change like we're talking around like the third, third and a half affair, like getting to the place of saying like, I wonder if I'm cursed. Like I wonder if this is just part of my life that every couple of years I'm going to cheat and it's just going to keep going. Like that's how I was trying to justify it. Like that's the lies that I was telling myself thinking like maybe this is just genetically a curse that I have that I'm just going to be a cheater for the rest of my life. Guess I'll just have to work with it. Like that was the thought process. That's how I was trying to justify it. That was me trying to justify it after getting back from a trip after I've just cheated and my wife says, hey, by the way, we're pregnant. Have to be able to justify that. Well, it can't be my fault. It's got to be something else. Can't be my fault. It's got to be my genetics. It's got to be that I'm just doomed to live this way. It started getting into different aspects of personalities, mainly because of work. When I was working the longest at Chick-fil-A, I was with Chick-fil-A for about 10 years. Part of that was developing and running teams. So learning how do I actually help and run different teams? How do I help them run more effectively? Hey, if we can get them to work together better, this would be more effective. Still self-serving, but like, oh, let me figure out how to, how to make this work. So started learning more about personalities. DISC, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, uh, seven, seven uh, personalities, uh, Clifton Strengths, like all the different kinds of things, okay? started realizing when I did this that like I show up way differently. Like there's not really empathy there. I think it's like Clifton Strength, like the empathetic side. It's like out of like the 31 or whatever. It's like whoop, all the way down at the bottom. It's like all blue down at the bottom. There's like the empathy ones because don't got them. Right? Like disc is like high D, like super high D, then a little bit I and then no S. Like no steadiness, didn't really care about other people, all that kind of stuff. Enneagram eight of like, oh, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. Like, it doesn't really matter about your feelings. I'm going to bulldoze you. If I don't like it, I'll just run over you. So all these different things that started to come up, like, hmm, it's a little bit different. I remember the first time I saw the dis personality um, aspect and like read that off and actually showed it to my wife. And I was like, can you believe this? Like, it paints me out to be a jerk. And she was like, you kind of are. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Now I was like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. Neither does this report of like 50 pages that tells me that I'm a jerk. Okay, so I just kept moving on. And got to the place where in that journey, I had someone recommend a book and I was trying to be able to learn different pieces about the team dynamic. And they kind of like slipped this book in and didn't realize what it was, but it was a book, um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And when I read it, it started to expose the feelings of shame and vulnerability. 
And at this point, I started to realize, hey, I struggle with shame. I'd never had a word for it. I'd never put anything to it. I never thought about it. I never viewed shame as being what it actually was. And so I started to realize like, hey, this shame is affecting me in a lot of different ways. It's making me feel bad. It's making me, you know, respond in these ways. Didn't have a clue about narcissism. And it wasn't until I read the book for the third time that I even saw there was a chapter about narcissism. Just didn't ever connect. I had my wife at times even talk to me about other things as far as like the abusive behaviors or even bring up different narcissists. I remember there's one of the first times that I saw Lee Hammock. I was like, look at this guy. He's ridiculous. Not wanting to admit that the things that he was talking about were things that I was doing. She was like, it seems like you might relate a lot to this guy. It's like, no, I played it down. There's one time I was sitting, I was standing in the kitchen. We were cleaning up after supper and I mentioned to my wife in a random moment of almost clarity of being like, you know, I don't really know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't really care about other people. Don't really care, like, what happens to you. Don't really care about what happens at work. Don't really care about, like, people's emotions or feelings. I just don't get it. Like, I, I don't really care. I was like, maybe I'm a, like, sociopath or psychopath. And so we looked it up and we were like, no, I don't really see it. And then my wife was like, maybe you're a narcissist. She was like, I think you're a narcissist. And I was like, no, like I don't match up to that at all. And then I made sure to convince her and to make the conversation tense enough that she dropped it and then went and told other people, can you believe Kayla said that I was a narcissist? Like, they're like, yeah, I can't believe it. I can see, I can see like a tiny bit, but like, I can't see that in you. And I'm like, I know, right? I'm like, when you get a chance, like tell her that you don't see it. And so used other people to try to manipulate the conversation so that I wouldn't own up to it. The fourth affair that I got into was a girl with BPD and narcissistic traits. And that started to open up different eyes of like, wait a second, I might actually struggle with a piece of this because what I was seeing from her wasn't a reflection of me. That was just her. And I started to realize like what she's doing is the same stuff that I've done. The same manipulation, the same triangulating, the same cheating, the same going back and forth, pushing, pulling people back and forth to be able to keep them in the relationship. I was like, that's what that's what I'm doing. And it didn't feel good, obviously, when I did it. And so I had to start looking into it a little bit more. My boss, my wife thought, hey, you might be dealing as a sex addict. So they sent me away to a sex addiction. When I walked away from that, there was a piece of it that was frustrating and a piece of it that was relieving. The relieving piece was like, okay, now I know I'm at least not a sex addict. Because going through it, I was like, yeah, this I, I see where I'm at, but I don't identify with it like these people do. But then it was frustrating too at the same time and relieving of understanding when I walked away from that, I came to the conclusion and I started to realize even more and more, I'm not a sex addict, I'm a narcissist. Not a better, not a better diagnosis at that point, no. So then from there, we started working into therapy, got into EMDR therapy. That started opening up different pieces from my past that I hadn't remembered, that I hadn't thought about, and I hadn't realized still held weight in the present started to clear out things faster than what I thought it could. Didn't change me, but it cleared out some things. Then I moved into traditional and like regular therapy after I went through several therapists to actually find one that could call me out or that could be honest with me. Started into that and even was at the place sometimes of like, I don't really want this. Like I'm doing the right thing because I need to do the right thing. And it was like all like, oh, it has to be for her. It has to be for someone else, but it wasn't for me. I was like, I'm going through the motions. I remember sitting across from my counselor and being like, one time being like, hey, I don't really want this. Like, I don't really want the marriage. I don't really want this. I just want to be out of it. I just want to be free. 
And she's like, okay. Like, talk to me about it. And we started to dive into it even more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It wasn't until like later I started to realize that like one, I haven't given my marriage a chance ever. Like I'd never shown up in my marriage. It was always just like chaos and going from person to person. And so there's that piece. And then there's also a piece of understanding like, hey, the cycle that I've built for such a long period of time, like has to be broken until it's broken, like nothing's going to change. For me, all of this also stemmed on the fact of realizing the lies that I had in my life. One of the pieces that I left out in that journey was getting involved with a group called Wake Up Warrior and going through the Wake Up Warrior 30 Day Challenge. It's now a challenge that I actually run with several guys that have come to me being like, hey, I struggle with narcissism or I struggle with these narcissistic traits. Can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to get in a group and you're going to be accountable and you're going to be honest or okay, yeah. Because at the end of the day, we don't have time to mess with people who just pretend they want change. That's not what we're about. When I got into this group and when I started living these principles in these ways, I started realizing that my current frame of reality was screwed up. It viewed myself as being the best person ever when in reality, I wasn't. It, it, I had lies in my life of like, oh, I am a good person. I do love my wife. I am in love with other women. Like all these different things. And as a result, I kept living in a current reality that was completely fake and completely false. You see, until the person that you're with and until you as a survivor have your current frame of reality broken, there will not be change. Instead, it will be explained away. It will be minimized. It will be put to the side and you'll continue moving forward thinking, hey, maybe this will get better. In reality, it never does. So what I want you to understand and see is in the whole process of me growing and changing, it all hinges on the baseline premise of honesty. If you cannot have someone be honest, there will not be any change. Stop holding out for another person to change when that other person is not willing to be honest. That's it. That's all I got for today. If you have more questions, drop them down below. If you want to hear more about this, let me know. Uh, if you want to reach out sometime, uh, if we could talk one-on-one, -on -one, or if you have questions, go to rawmotivations.com. Click on the one-on-ones. We'd love to be able to help you move forward in your growth, in your change, and in your development. Y'all have a blessed day.